Hello there. <laughs> uh, let me get the headlines up. Hello, I am Paul Wicker. And I'm J.D. Prater. Today is February 16th, 2018, and these are your top six headlines for the week. Number one, I use Chrome. Do you use Chrome? I use Chrome. Does anyone not use Chrome? In fact, in our GA account, I want to say like 80% of our users use Chrome. Yeah. And then Firefox, and then nothing else, really. Uh, they put out a new kind of ad block integrated system directly into Chrome. Uh, it was actually starting this week. It started rolling out, so Chrome should be automatically blocking ads using the better ad standards as the kind of foundation for what they will block. Um, I don't know. Did you Have you seen this yet? I haven't, like, seen it, like... For me, I would say like noticeable change yet. So I'm excited to see what will end up happening in the next couple of weeks as we kind of you know go through it. But I, I should probably go visit some some publishers' websites where I know there's tons of ads. You know who you are. Um, but you know I, I think some of these like high ad densities, what they're kind of going after, or really just kind of a crappy user experience or like the wrong sizing of ads seems to be kind of a big thing, like slow load times if you're not using like a HTML5 type of ad or something like that. And I know a lot of the, you know, kind of pop-ups or things that block content or things that prevent scrolling, basically all the uh, growth tactics, bro, (laughs) are now going to be banned. Um, So if your website has a pop-up on it, or, you know, I think we on the blog, on our EdStage blog, have kind of, if you're on the blog for more than X seconds we give you the the jiggling pop-up i mean sumo this is basically the anti-sumo me yeah <laughs> release uh, either way uh, these do come out of the better and sta- uh, better ad standards that were published uh, if you are unsure as to whether your website is being uh, negatively affected you can go to the google search console there's something called the ad experience report it will tell you how your website is doing and then you can take action and you could also ask for a re-review of your site so that should be live now you can go into the search console pull the report see if google has graded and penalized you yeah and then for users you guys are going to see a notification and it'll say ads blocked you can click on details and it'll kind of expand up and you can say allow ads on this site so you can actually turn it on if you actually want to see ads i don't know why you would but anyway this we're in advertising jd i know ads are wonderful (laughs) things everyone turn them on um speaking of ads ads and email so google announced amp for email so i don't maybe you could tell folks what amp normally is yeah accelerated mobile pages amp get amped uh there's amp conferences there's it's all about amp so again this is kind of like Google owning it. So Google hosts your page on their servers. So that way, it, when it's serving results, it's actually just pinging its own server. It doesn't have to call yours over. So much faster. We've seen less than one second load time. So if you go to our blog on mobile, it is AMP. We got it AMPed up and we haven't seen like huge ranking increases, but I can guarantee it's a better user experience because it's actually loading faster. You guys get the information that you're looking for faster. But now they're putting it into email. Which was a little confusing for me because yeah. I think of AMP as like, you know, news stories or, mm-hmm. you know, websites with content. So I was like, what, what are you going to put in my email? They have an example of an interactive form in an email. So, you know, somebody says, hey, I'd love to use your hair salon. And you say, sure, book an appointment right in this email and had to hold like an interactive kind of form booking experience. Uh, directly in the email. So that's one way, and I think it's pretty early, and they want to yes. see what people do with this kind of new flexibility in email. 
Yeah, and then I think the other part for everyone that's using um, not Gmail for your normal everyday type of like maybe business emails, it's going to be, will other email clients adopt this? You know, so if you're using MailChimp, right, using Constant Contact or even your Pardot and Marketo for your automation, are they going to be adopting these standards and putting it into theirs? So we'll see. It's hey, brand new. You could spam up your email. I'm sure all those folks would love to do it. Uh, so Facebook's creating a new section now. I actually tried to watch some stuff. I mean, I don't want to bring bad news into the, the update, but, you know, another school shooting, heartbreaking. So I was... Yeah checking out the Facebook thing, being like, oh, is there breaking news about this? Uh, and there wasn't. So I don't know. They only opened it up, I guess, for a small group of users, uh, maybe about a week ago. So maybe I'm not in that group. But uh, I, you know, it basically, to me, just looks like YouTube, slightly different version of YouTube. It's trying to get me to watch like things that I watch on YouTube, like you know, basketball highlights and whatnot. Yeah. Again, I think the watch is the thing that we're gonna watch, right? So they released it back in August, all video. Now with this uh, idea of just kind of like rolling out, um, you know, breaking type of news, I think is an interesting way to think about video content. So even your local news channels, your basketball highlights, your, your um, original type of content that you would normally go and find. It, it's interesting. I mean, people love Facebook. I mean, even though they had a slight decline in uh, people spending time on there in Q4, this is also a way to keep them back on there by watching minutes and minutes of videos, maybe put in some pre-roll, some in-stream ads. Um, so yeah, could it, uh, open up some new inventory as well. And this is in line with where they've been going in terms of news that they, you know, recently they talked about the newsfeed kind of restricting publishers access to the newsfeed. And one of the people that can be in the newsfeed is local news. So a few changes to really try to make Facebook a source for authentic news. Speaking of, another change uh, in kind of trying to keep the newsfeed full of relevant content is this introduction of a downvote button. <laughs> Do you yeah. not like it or are you just representing what it does? I don't know. I mean, again, you get into trolls, right? Like you already get angry faces. Like even on, on, on our ads, we get angry faces every now and then and you're like, What's the, what, why are you angry about this ad? Like, what, what is making you so upset about this, you know? Let's hide it, and I'll go look at the negative, you know, comments or whatever. But when you give, like, this down vote, it'll be interesting how people use it, how people adopt it, and when they use it. And then maybe, like, what signals it sends back to Facebook. Will they just use it as a normal engagement as if it was a heart or a wow or a ha-ha? Or is it a way to actually... Like downvote news that isn't trustworthy. So that From yeah, that's a good point. I'm not sure the way it's written um, is that you know when tapped, the downvote button hides a comment and gives users additional reporting options like offensive, misleading, and off-topic. Mm -hmm. This is the same thing that Hyde basically did. So some people say really you know Hyde is in the little drop-down. This is kind of moving Hyde out of the drop-down and putting it directly on the post itself. They also were pretty clear on saying this is not a dislike button. So it's not going to be treated kind of like a like or a heart. This is like a negative. I don't like it. It really does hide it. So it takes it off your newsfeed. Got it. And then kind of asks you why. Um, and you shouldn't tell people to, to hide our ads because, man, Facebook really hates when people hide ads. Like your ads get really penalized if you have those. Uh, what are they called? Like negative? Yeah. It's like negative feedback. Uh, negative yeah. feedback, right? There's yeah. positive feedback, negative feedback. So if somebody gives negative feedback on an ad, man, does it kill the ad performance. So maybe it's our competitors 
<laughs> trying to bomb our ads. We do okay. We we you thankfully you guys are nice uh, to us and put up with put up with us. So thank you. Um, we gotta find out who's who's doing who's doing this to our ads. Um, let's talk about Snapchat. So they are you know they have a big influencer community, um, and they are now finally giving that influencer community some more data about the performance of their ads and the performance of their content. So things like uh, story views, time spent, daily reach, other engagement metrics, um, and then additional info about audiences' interests. So kind of all the stuff you always expect you'll get, and then yeah. Snapchat got, you know, got their act together. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can offer more analytics, I'm not gonna complain. So let me measure without having to like have you send me an Excel you know, spreadsheet. So I remember a year ago, two years ago, running Snap ads, and they would just send you a Excel spreadsheet, and it was like five metrics. You're just like, what? This is what you're going to give me, but hey, you know, I think it's a good thing and probably bodes, you know, for high confidence if you're an investor. So what are you seeing over here on the, on the, on the stock market? Well, I, let me take a piece of paper and pretend I'm looking at it. Um, I'm just pulling up their stock because I heard their stock really jumped after the last earnings announcement because um, revenue was up, users were up. So a lot of good news for Snap, and I'm definitely seeing it. Their stock jump from... Looks like around $14 to $21 a share. So they IPO'd, I want to say, at like $27. Um, so still not quite back to their IPO price, but getting there. And certainly this was some welcome good news for the folks holding Snap stock. Yeah, I think you and I, after Q3, when we saw it take a huge dip, we were like, well, game over. See you later. I mean, we were taking over-unders here, but now that's really... I was I was really surprised. I'll put it that way. I don't know how they turned it around in a quarter, but good for you guys. Yeah, let's just hope they're not cooking their books. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's what makes well, me think. Well, we changed how we measure usage. Um, well, they also launched their new redesign, so it's a little unclear yeah. if the redesign is going to help or hurt them. I mean, you would hope they did a ton of user testing, and it's going to help. Uh, whenever you change your interface, if you're like a major app like Snap, every, you know, everyone's going to complain. I hate it. It's new. People always hate change. So even though they're getting like pummeled by all their users about how they hate the new interface, like we'll still use it. Um, we being the, the general Snap user population. Um, but we'll see if it really does help do all the things it's meant to do. So that, that bodes well for them if they tested well and they did see a pickup in usage. But I don't know, every, like Twitter, when they did changes to their newsfeed ranking, AdWords, when they changed yeah. their UI, I mean, you're going to get pummeled yeah, by people when you change your UI significantly. Last story, uh, face, well, it's not even really a story. I guess on Facebook chat, well, did you join the FB chat? I, I, I couldn't. I was, uh, I was in a meeting with you. So, I, uh... <laughs> so you're blaming me. Okay. <laughs> no. I didn't join it either. Was it the PPC chat community or was it a separate? Like who ran FB chat? Uh, so that's Susan Winograd, right? She is the, the owner of the owner. or She's the creator of and kind of uh, leads the discussion. But a lot of really smart Facebook advertisers out there are joining in more and more. So definitely check it out. It's Thursdays at uh, 12 Eastern. Uh, 9 a.m. our time so it, it can be tricky for me traveling in on the BART you don't know when you're going to get in <laughs> right um, oh that's great yeah Susan is phenomenal so if you're not yeah. attending like we're not then we should make sure we do it um, but either it has amazing reach already or something else happened you know we have a lot of customers that use Facebook and they use our product to pull uh, reports 
and share reports and dashboards and all kinds of fun stuff. And suddenly we got all these requests for people who want to change their Facebook attribution settings. Hmm. And it's something we heard a little bit, but most people didn't really touch it. And then all of a sudden we've got like four or five requests in like 24 hours. So either it came up on the FB chat uh, conversation and that's really driving people to kind of take action or Facebook put something out about Facebook analytics. But we're, we're hearing a lot of people who suddenly are very interested in their Facebook kind of lookbacks. Uh, and if you can't find it, if you want to change your Facebook attribution <laughs> settings, it's the worst. It's buried. Uh, yeah, it really is buried. You have to go into your column. So from the ads manager, if you go into your column settings and you go to customize columns. And then on a normal Mac screen, it's actually like below the fold. So then you have to scroll down on the right side. Um, and underneath your selected columns, there's something called attribution window. And you can see the settings. And then you can kind of click the link and change your settings to either be one day, seven day, or 28 day lookbacks for both a view through conversion and a click through conversion. And by default, I don't know what it is because they don't actually tell you, is it 28 and, and one? one? Yeah, 28 and one. Yeah, so it's, it's 28 on view through and one day on click through. Um, no, or it's reversed. Yeah, exactly. Reversed. I was like, wait, that sounds terrible. I was like, wait, no, I don't want that. <laughs> you saw my ad anytime this month and I'm gonna get a conversion on it, right. One day for view through and 28 days for click through. Right. And there's a lot of people thinking about moving maybe click through to seven days um, to kind of, you know, reduce the, the window in which you're getting credit for the conversion. Um, but you can play around with it in Facebook and see what it does to your data. Yeah. And then with um, maybe what was going on with FB chat when I was kind of like reviewing it. If you go into Facebook analytics, you can kind of play around if you're uploading uh, offline conversions or if you're using some of their events and you can like really go deep. You can go like 60, 90 that way. But this one, it, that's like if you're uploading conversions and using it that way and uploading them as like an event or something. So you can get more attribution if you upload um, outside of just like the normal one. So I think maybe that's what FBA uh, ads chat was talking about and then maybe what people are requesting. Right. It's like, well, I, I'm, not, I'm not Facebook analytics, but <laughs> Thanks, anyway, Susan. We'll, we'll do our best. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so those are, that's the news. I think there's something else newsworthy yeah. uh, that we just published that you really just published, so you should talk about it. No, this, is, this was like a real team effort. So um, we just put out our Q4 benchmark reports. Go check them out. It includes... Uh, Facebook, it includes Facebook Audience Network, it includes Messenger, Instagram, AdWords, Bing, YouTube, Display uh, Network, I mean, Twitter, LinkedIn, Bing. So yeah, we got them all, and we're gonna be slowly adding like uh, Yahoo Gemini for 2018, and we're gonna be looking at some different ways to even break down the, the data, so it's really actionable to you. So please send us that feedback. I've been collecting it all, and. We're uh, putting it into a doc. That way we can uh, submit it to our, uh, our product analyst and our CTO to help us with those types of uh, metrics that you guys are looking for. So go check them out. Big, big conclusions. Facebook was up, of course. A lot of spend, uh, higher CPMs, higher CPCs. But then Q4, the big one for me was Google AdWords. Spend was up, but man, CPCs dropped. So really interesting data, so go check it out. See how you compare to those stats. And how do people get it? They can go onto our blog. So our blog, we broke out Twitter, AdWords, and Facebook uh, in this last week. So go check it out, blog.adstage.io. And if you are going to just wanting the report, go to our new website. 
And then on the top nav, click under resources, and it'll be right there, Q4 benchmark report. Wonderful. And if you go to our blog on your mobile phone, you'll see the AMP uh, That's right. page that, or the AMP site for the AMP whatever that JD put together. Uh, so go get that benchmark report. And as always, if you want to get the newsletter every week, we send these headlines out. Just go to blog.sh.io. Same place you're going to go to get the quarterly benchmark report. And you can sign up there to get all the news in ad tech. Enjoy your week. See you guys.